Welcome to the podcast by moms for moms presented by the Dayton Mom Collective. When motherhood first starts, all you see is never ending diapers and bottle feeding or breastfeeding. And we have to remind ourselves that it is not all poop and spit up. Each week, we will share two or three posts on our site, and occasionally we'll have special guest appearances or maybe just some fun conversations among the moms. Hope you enjoy. We are a team of moms from the area that are from all different parts of the country, sometimes the world, all different races, cultures, backgrounds, family makeups, and we are a beautiful representation of all the craziness that is motherhood. We are excited to have you join us, and here is our next episode. Since our podcast launch has its first episode in February, we're going to share some Black stories in honor of Black History Month. Hi, it's Courtney Snow here, and I want to share a post that I wrote in February of 2017 called A Dream in Progress. I did make a slight update uh, notice to it in June of 2020, saying, unfortunately, this post is more relevant than ever over three years later as I grieve the George Floyd's family and continue to worry over the safety of my better half every time he's out in public and the future of my daughter of color. Let's all do our part this time to really build Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream in progress. February is Black History Month, and I've recently been reflecting on the life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It brings to the forefront some of my fears and dreams for my daughter that I've been feeling this past year. While the color of my skin is white, my family is skin of color. Thus, the issues of Black culture and Black society impact me directly. I am so thankful that my husband is extremely knowledgeable on the subjects of Black history and those who paved the way for his rights. As such, he can pass this down to our daughter and ensure she is confident in both heritages that run through her blood. While she is biracial, the majority of society just sees her as Black. Reverend King's dream was that our Black children would be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. This year marks 54 years since that speech. That dream has not been fully realized. It is still a dream in progress. I am thankful that his dream has not died. There are those of us that still carry the torch of that dream in the hopes that this new generation might have a better chance at being judged by their character alone than in these past couple generations since the I have a dream speech. I do worry each day that my husband may not return home to me. Just because of the color of his skin, he is one of the most upstanding citizens I know. However, I also know that the color of his skin may supersede the fact that when he is out in the world, I worry about my daughter being seen as just a black girl or a black woman and having to prove herself more than a young white girl or white woman does. Our daughter is only seven years old, but there are things our family is doing right now to prepare her to further this collective dream of ours and to overcome those that seek to judge her purely by the color of her skin. Some of these are educating her on her black heritage, letting her know that not everyone is nice and not everyone will like her, letting her know that some people don't like brown or black people. We try to be honest with her without being specific at this point, teaching her about great men and women of color who have come before her so she has something to aspire to, surrounding her with strong black women of varying ages that can encourage her through this journey with call life, working on the content of her character, loving her more than anything so she can carry that into the world. We wish we could protect her and shield her from everything in life, 
but life moves too fast and they grow up too quickly. We have to teach her what is behind the dream from an early age and then she continue to dream for herself. This next piece is from contributor Adrienne Handwork, and she has been doing incredible work giving crafts for diversity and doing really cool stuff with her daughters. And she was actually on the news recently for her diversity book drive that she's been doing to give to hospitals and other places. And I am excited for her to share one of her recent pieces. Moms are world changers. Change the World Starting in Your Home by Adrian Handwork. I've been thinking lately about how ordinary people like minister and activist Martin Luther King Jr., former President Barack Obama, or the first female Black Asian American Vice President of the United States, Camilla Harris, have done extraordinary things with their lives. They literally changed the course of the world. Those leaders were all birthed by mothers. Without their moms, there would be no them. That is truly powerful to think about. Not only did their moms birth them, but they cultivated and nurtured their gifts to help them to become extraordinary humans. What a responsibility. There's a quote that says, parenting is one of the most powerful forms of activism we can use to change the world. Activism starts in our home, with us and our children. I always say, if you want to change the world, start at home. Parenting is not something to take lightly. We must be intentional. Our children's future are, what, are what's at stake here. Here is what we as parents can do to help make this world a better place. Acknowledge there is a problem. You cannot solve what you do not acknowledge. If something important to you is broken, acknowledge it and determine why said problem matters to you and your family. James Baldwin said, nothing can be changed until it is faced. Take small steps to help. Everyone can, be, can do something to help. It doesn't have to be a grand gesture, as Martin Luther King said. If I cannot do great things, I can do small things in a great way. We usually tell our children to advocate or help their friends. This is our chance to teach them by example. You can teach your kids to be kind, donate your time, recycle, advocate for marginalized groups, etc. What can you do specific to you and your family that can continue to help change the world? One day at a time, small changes can make a big impact. Spread the word. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about the things that matter. Martin Luther King Jr. When you are passionate about something, usually those around you know about it. You just can't help but share because it's important to you. Let others know about your initiatives and how they can help too. This would teach your child not to be ashamed of sharing things they care about. This can start a chain reaction and families everywhere can start making small changes to help, which will later lead to greater impact in the world. That's it. Those are the three things you can do today to help make the world a better place. Ordinary people can do extraordinary things. You can change the world starting with yourself and inside your home. We hug the future in our homes every night before they go to sleep. We see the world changer in the mirror every day. It's that simple. Let's stop pointing the finger at everyone else and do what needs to be done in our homes first. We can do it together. Remember, the time is always right to do what is right. Martin Luther King Jr. Hi, Courtney Snow, site owner here. 
about five years ago, the Cincinnati site did a series called The Moms We Are Blessed to Know. In May of 2016, I wrote a post in honor of my mother-in-law and called it A Single Mom, Five Kids, and Segregated Bathrooms. We, as a collective American society, sometimes feel as if segregation was such a long time ago and a thing of the past. Then I look at the story of a woman like my mother-in-law and remember how recent those days actually were. There are numerous reasons why I want to recognize Mama Snow for being such an exceptional woman and mother. She has always been a fighter and a survivor while maintaining one of the best hearts I've ever known. I was not raised by her, but I had the blessing of becoming part of her family as an adult. She had five children and eventually ended up having to raise them all on her own. She was a full-time school teacher for Cincinnati Public Schools and worked a second job as well in order to support those five hungry mouths. Being a black mother in the late 50s into the 60s and early 70s presented its own unique challenges. When getting groceries or any other type of shopping and a baby needed a diaper change, she had to use restrooms that were for colored only. These bathrooms were nowhere near as nice as those for whites, and they often didn't even have the proper room to change a baby's cloth diaper. My mother-in-law just told us stories of having to make their own soap with lye and pig's fat, which made the skin raw. There were not lotions in her younger years, so they had to use pure cocoa butter or other such remedies. She was always accustomed to hard work from the time she was a little girl, and she carried that right over into motherhood. She raised three boys and two girls with little to no sleep by herself during the end of a rough period of our country's history. She kept her children disciplined, they excelled in school, she still made it to plays and band performances, and she always made sure they had home-cooked meals to warm up from the fridge or freezer if she wasn't home. She had a couple rough mental periods, but never let those keep her down. She is petite, but feisty. She has a wealth of knowledge and wisdom to share, and I am so glad that her daughter Adeline still is able to spend time with her and learn from all that she's been through as an African-American woman. I have moments where I feel exhausted, have felt overwhelmed, have wanted to give up, and I feel too tired to deal with my child and household duties. Then I think about Mary Alice, and I know I have no excuse. I only have one child. I have a loving, supportive man by my side, and I don't have to suffer near the hardship she stood on her journey through motherhood. She inspires me to be a better version of myself each day, and she reminds me of all I have to be grateful and thankful for in my life. She supported me through my depression of 2014 and gives me renewed strength each time I get a moment with her. I pray God keeps her on this earth long enough for my daughter to absorb as much as possible from her. I'm a better woman for knowing Mama Snow, and my daughter will be a better woman for knowing her Grandma Snow as well. Thank you to all the moms out there who sacrifice every day to give their children their best chance in this world. A big, warm thank you hug to you all. Thanks for joining us and tune in for our next episode.